hallo und servus hier und servus crowd, uh, Germany for non-Germans. And as I promised you the last two times that we were together, I said I'm trying not to make it a super political thing every time. We had the election, so we had it somewhat political. And if you listen to the last one, it's still not over because, of course, like I mentioned last time, the parties couldn't agree yet, like who's going to a collision with who. They're still discussing things amongst each other, with each other, seeing how to get one over over each other. So that might take a while. It's also a very German thing, by the way, that decision making, like you want to be super mega well prepared. And I think it's fair enough when it comes to politics, of course, but this just takes a while. It's just a, a German thing, I believe. We We don't to keep it positive, rush things, <laughs> which can lead to a very long decision-making processes. Um, okay, so let's not keep it or make it too political this week. However, we still stick with politics somehow for a simple reason. Yesterday, on, at the time of recording, yesterday was Sunday, October 3rd, and October 3rd is the day of German unity. And, I mean, what better time to talk about German reunification, the German unity, than today? Right, so here just a quick rundown and maybe a quick explanation of like what's the day of German unity? Why is that thing a thing? Why is a day a thing? And how do we most Germans actually celebrate it? So I'm not a history professor, so I'm gonna keep the history part very short because most of you are pr probably aware of German history to some extent. Like <clears throat> before 45, 1945, we were kind of like the bad guys for a while, as you might have known. <laughs> so then, after the Second World War was over, um, there was an agreement amongst the winning the winning um, parties, and I think it was like August 1st, 1945, and so they divided uh, Germany into into um, different occupation zones. Right. So we had uh, the United States, the United Kingdom, Russia. And and France, of course. How could I forget France? France always wins wars. <laughs> Sorry, France. Um, so we had those those four occupation zones, right? So over time, then um, France, US, UK, they of course collaborated to align their sectors, and then that eventually turned into what was then back then called the Federal Republic of Germany. Yeah. Um, and part of it was, of course, West Berlin. But then, of course, Cold War and so on. So we had like also Western Europe being more divided towards um, capitalism and then Eastern Europe more towards Russian-leaning um, communism. And the same happened then with East Germany, the Russian part, the Russian-governed sector. And of course, um, which then was known as German Democratic Republic and East Berlin. Right? So we probably basically had Germany divided, just like Europe was divided. And you had Berlin divided in the city of Berlin. And over time, um, as the Cold War picked up and so on, they actually built a wall in the middle of Berlin. And you can still see um, parts of the wall that has like a line also on the floor, on the street, on the road that goes through Berlin. It shows you where exactly the wall was. And that wall then has or became more and more guarded over time, right? So they really built it more or less like overnight. Like, I mean, it was a longer process, but they just cut it right through, like families were separated, like friends, work, whatnot. all of a sudden it was separated. And then they had like, it's not just a wall, right? It's like barbed wire and then armed guards and landmines and whatnot. So a little bit of, of, of North Korea feeling there. And it was, was kind of crazy. And actually, and before I continue that, that history lesson, um, 
So then over time, you could get exemptions to enter um, Eastern Berlin if you come from the West, if you have, for example, business there. I remember that, that my family business that doesn't exist any longer, but back then my family business uh, had some kind of clients there, customers, I, or I don't know, maybe even so, um, suppliers. I, I was too little to remember, but I remember that I was in the car once during kindergarten or school holidays with my dad, and then we had to wait at the border, and then they take your passports and they scan it off and so on, and they, they check your cars, like you had to get out of your car, and they would they would like basically check everything that you're not smuggling anything in and out and so on. it took forever I, I remember that i got really impatient there um but of course as a, as a kid it was all exciting like going to a different country even though it's like the same country um i was kind of crazy so that was in the middle of berlin right so that that, that wall and people died of course because eventually communism didn't really work out that well as we all know and people tried to flee and um if you kind of like in North Korea and I don't want to use that comparison too often but you know, try to flee you try just to run across they're going to apprehend you and if, if they can they shoot you they, even like for a while they had a shoot to kill order at the wall so you know if you're running and you can't the chances are they're going to shoot you and they're going to kill you and that's the chances are very high and people try to flee like in very creative ways with balloons they shot people down but just crashing a car right through the border of course they shot them down too uh it was crazy. Like lots of people died um, trying to flee Eastern Eastern Berlin or Eastern Germany, for that matter. Not only Eastern Berlin, but through um, through the wall, basically through the border. It was crazy. Um, yeah, we also had another famous speech, and I, I don't want to just I don't know reflect on all the historical things that happened because uh, I'm clearly biased and not gonna don't want to start to cry but you all know the famous speech from the wall Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall um, so that was in Berlin right uh, because it just separated the people of the same country which was really sad um, from a personal point of view so my stepdad he had family in Berlin and he had family parts of his family um, like the parents their friends and parts of their family actually got stuck <laughs> more or less in Eastern Berlin. So they were separated and they, they didn't communicate much because there was no chance for them for like forever. It's like from basically um, 19, I think 61 when they constructed the wall um, until then 1990. So there was a long, 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 long time. Also, what was interesting here that the wall, like kind of like around like West Berlin, was kind of like it, it it made it like an enclave in like the eastern eastern Germany because eastern Germany is around Berlin so even the western part of Berlin is in eastern Germany so that's why you had like this this in Germany it was called Luftbrücke like an air bridge is that the right thing like when then planes would drop um, supplies and so on into western Berlin to help people survive crazy crazy stuff you know, really <laughs> insanity. Eventually then, during the 80s, you know, the pressure got more and more and more. And then like a, in 1989, um, then people started to slowly um, you know, mount some kind of uproar. But that, that always usually got squashed down very fast. But in 1989, it got just more and more and more and more and more and more and more. And eventually, and you should check this out on YouTube because I, I can't really explain it well enough to actually explain the significance of what happened there. But... Um, in 1989, then some mistakes in the in the in the Eastern German government um, led to 
people being able to kind of flee the country via the borders to Hungary. And so not, not directly the German border, but in via Hungary and then um, basically like going around a few corners and then in, into Western Germany. Um, and yeah, as soon as people heard about it, they're like, okay, let's just go. And so this pressure just got so big that then eventually um, Eastern German government had to say, yeah, okay, whatever, we, we, can't, we can't kill them all. We can't just mow them all down. So, all right, whatever, let them go. Yeah, so, and this then all took place from 1989 to the 1990. And then in 1990, officially, um, the Berlin Wall um, was no more. Uh, like, so it's an, after more than 25 years, the wall was gone. And there was like lots of protest demonstrations and so on. And eventually yeah, people were able to climb that wall and tear it down with their bare hands and with like their small hammers and whatever they had. Like those pictures, check it out on YouTube, those videos from the news reporting. Um, I remember I, when I was, I was a kid, I was 90, 90, so I was like eight or so. And I was watching with my parents, like with my mom, my stepdad and my stepdad, being from Berlin and his family, being there and having family in East. They were crying. I, I, I was... I understood it as something really significant, but I wasn't quite aware of like how significant it was because seeing like grown people, your parents cry about pictures on television. And I remember my stepdad calling like his family, like, oh my God, are you seeing this? Are they coming? Oh my God, let's go, let's go right back to Berlin. Let's welcome them all and so on. And everybody went there. It was crazy. It was crazy. So then, but then they had to figure out, of course, officially, like how do we, we can't just head on the wall and like go like, okay, that's it. Right, so they had to figure out how to now negotiate that, like how to transition, what's going to happen. Um, like, is now all of Eastern Germany all of a sudden all of Germany, or what's with the currencies and and whatnot, right? And with the passports and and so on. And so then they signed a treaty of unification of Eastern and West Germany, and it's, this happened on October third, nineteen ninety. And so on this day. Um, both sides would merge East and West Germany um, and become one. And East Germany joined the constitution of West Germany. And that's why uh, October 3rd is the day of German unity, uh, Tag der Deutschen Einheit in German. All right. So now that I'm all sad, excited, happy and all those things together, um, let's, let's talk about how do, we, how do we celebrate the German unity, day of German unity, German unity day. So officially, there are celebrations all over Germany. Yeah, mo most significant celebrations, obviously, capital Berlin, which, by the way, before the reunification, the capital was Bonn. Uh, but ever since the reunification, since the unity, um, it's like Berlin again. So and you have celebrations more or less all over the country. Your bigger cities celebrate more than smaller cities, obviously. Like, you would have events in, I don't know, Frankfurt, Dresden, Munich, and so on. However, the biggest celebration, of course, are in the capital in Berlin. Um, yeah, what you usually see there is then, well, in different parts of the city, because Berlin is like the biggest city in Germany, so in different parts of the city, like, a different kind of celebrations. And, of course, the parts of the city that see the biggest celebrations are the parts with the most historical um, significance like one is the Platz der Republik like the, the famous place um, close to the Brandenburg Gate 
which is then of course also um, the Brandenburg Gate is like a very significant um, point of um, celebrations because it's the gate. <laughs> the street that goes towards the Brandenburg Gate, the street of the se of 17th June, Straße the 17th Juni, also sees lots of celebrations alongside uh, the street, the road, there are lots of, lots of trees. It's a really, really nice road. Like the road is not nice, but between two lanes of the road, you can like walk amongst the trees, which is kind of nice. Um, so there are like celebrations and they're usually like festivals, like actors, comedians, musicians, and so on, poetry performances. You can buy foods and drinks everywhere, chill and just have a nice time. That ha having that said, right, there are also concerts and televised concerts of the classical music and so on and whatnot. But having that said, most Germans don't celebrate it much. Like you're like, okay, it's a public holiday, cool. I'm gonna spend it with my family. You go for a walk, you go and visit your grandma, your grandpa, you go down to the river, walk around, maybe have a barbecue together or go to a restaurant, whatever. But it's it's nothing like um, other patriotic celebrations. Like it's not like it's not like the Independence Day in the US, for example, not like yeah, yeah, oh Germany. You will never hear hear people in Germany going like Germany, Germany. No, if you hear them, that's probably those that you don't want to interact with. Like most Germans are not that patriotic. Having said, we, we are patriotic. Like we are proud of Germany as a country, I think, of like achievements and what we can do and, and so on. But we're not like, yeah, Germany. So we're not like America um, based on our history, I think. Like knowing that you started not only one, but more than one world war. <laughs> You're like, okay, um, maybe we shouldn't be like all in your face with our flag. Still, I do think that, especially now that it's been like a long time since that and like my generations and the generation after us, it's like, it's not our fault. I mean, we understand we did something wrong and we're gonna make sure it never happens again and we're gonna still like pay the price for it. But that doesn't mean we cannot be proud to some extent of where we're from, what we're doing and so on. Even though the question of should you be proud where, you, where you're born, uh, should, you be, should you be proud of where you're born is still a different question um, altogether anyways, because what does it really say about yourself? But I think you, you can be proud to some extent, of course, of uh, what your country is achieving because you're part of it, part of the group. All right, having that said, celebrations usually not that big. You don't see like German flags in like every other, every other garden or house or whatever. The only time we show German flags is for football. <laughs> if there's like a World Cup or something, then you see German flags. Uh, other than that, you don't see German flags that much. Maybe you just stay home, watch TVs, watch like um, documentaries if you really want to do it. Um, politicians make, of course, speeches and so on. But usually it's more like a low-key affair. You chill with your family, friends, and then that's about it. Yeah, usually you go outside because then October 3rd, like beginning of October, is usually still kind of okay. It's not war that, that hot. It's like warmish, like let's say maximum like 20 degrees Celsius around, but usually still a bit sunny. So you go out, it's the beginning of autumn, you walk around the park. Um, when I was at home, when I still lived at home, I, I would go with my parents. We would go into like, there's like a castle. Of course, there's a castle where we live because there are castles everywhere in Germany. So you would go to like a castle and then in, like to the garden of the castle and just walk around there under the trees, chill a little bit. Um, so that's a typical thing, like go for a walk in, in the fresh air. Germans are all about fresh air, Mondes, in a future episode, I believe. Um, yeah, so that, that, that's usually like how uh, German Unity Day works, but it's not that exciting compared to Independence Day or 
military parades we don't have a military parade by the way <laughs> i don't think germany will ever have a military parade like while others like france and whatnot do that for whatever reason because let's be honest why would france have a military parade i mean yeah be proud of your military achievements <laughs> um that's not the, that's not the topic of the podcast so i should have another podcast on france i'm kidding france i love all your i, I love you Mwah. um uh, just your counting is weird but back to germany for non-germans i'm sorry it's all it's all made in chest right i'm not hating on france i like the food uh <laughs> so back to the german unity day uh, I, i'm canceling france now so the celebrations aren't that huge however the day still i think is is special for us even though we're not going out and celebrating like crazy the normal germans but you still feel like this the sense of Man, this day really changed a lot. So even if I look at oh, younger people, I have a younger sister, for example, and their friends and so on. Um, so they are fully aware of what this day means for the country, for the people. And I think what I, like it's really important to also just maybe show the younger generation just videos from when people in Berlin were tearing down the wall with their bare hands like they had like a small hammer or whatever and then they had a crack in the wall and then they were using their hands to tear down the concrete and to like just use any means necessary to just tear down that wall on that very day when the announcement was made they like they didn't want to wait for professional tools for construction companies to tear it down like no thousands maybe a million people were storming to the wall climbing the wall and trying to tear it down that very night and they, they got holes in the wall and whatnot that was insane you, check this out i can only urge everyone to check it out to see why this day is so important for many and while i'm again not the biggest fan of like overly patriotic things i do agree that this day should be remembered um and even younger generations should be reminded of that because it's not how to say it? it could have gone other in, in another direction right like it's not we were we, it, we were divided and if like a few fortunate events back then wouldn't have happened then we still would be divided um so yeah shouldn't take it for granted and i think that's why it's uh, something to celebrate um now one question that has been asked quite a lot in regards to the the day of the german unity is now I don't know, 20, 30 years later, is German, Germany united, right? And that's, that's, that's just a good question because, of course, like Eastern Germany was poorer in terms of economics and so on. And then for a while after the German unity happened, then um, Western Germany, with the taxes, you had to pay like an extra tax to support the rebuilding of Eastern Germany. They call it Solidaritätszuschlag. It's like an extra tax, like for solidarity tax, basically. And of course, this then also led to people arguing like, why, why should I pay for Eastern Germany if I live in Western Germany? And so on, so like some anger there. And then Eastern Germany would be like, man, you have everything. We have nothing. Like, what the hell? And unemployment rates were higher in Eastern Germany. And it, of course, couldn't be fixed like right away. And still now, like, 1990 now it's 2021 like over 30 years later there's still some discrepancies there um and without stereotyping anything but usually you also see that for example right more right-wing parties 
are a bit more successful in more, the more Eastern German regions. Not everywhere, but generally speaking, um, simply because you don't have that much economic stability there. There's more unemployment and you're like, hey, and I'm saying this now to exaggerate, but it's more like, hey, Germans first before anyone else. And that's why there's those, those right-wing parties. They, they just go in like, hey, you don't have a job. Look, why do we have foreigners here? Vote for us. We go Germans for Germans, uh, Germany for Germans and so on, right? So that's why they're usually more successful in the more Eastern German parts. Um, I do think it's getting better, hopefully, I hope. Um, some cities in Eastern Germany, so it's, it's not like it's like, it's like a huge difference in terms of like, everything is a wasteland in Eastern Germany. It's not right, like Dresden, for example, beautiful city, Erfurt, beautiful city, city Leipzig, beautiful city. So there's, there's lots of beauty there. So definitely like, I'm not trying to hate on e e any part of Germany, just trying to explain like why there are still some discrepancies within Germany. Um, I do hope that like with the day of German unity, uh, we all, and it's a bit cheesy, but think about what really matters and that we're like one people. Um, it's simply that like, it's important to stick together and that um, we're not going to get divided anymore. To finish those things, uh, uh, this, this podcast off now, um, before I start crying, thinking about the past, um, the the slogan that people were yelling when they, when they were demonstrating to tear down the wall was like this slogan that has been heard all around the world, like all across the world. It's always this slogan that people are using when they're demonstrating for what they think is right. They, when they're demonstrating that they're like one people, right? It's like, we the people. Um, and that's also what um, Germans were, were yelling back then. The saying was like, wir sind das Volk. Like, we are the people, basically, we the people. Right? And that's what they were, were like, yeah, yeah, we the people, like, we are sinners folk, we are sinners folk, while they were tearing down that wall. Very powerful, I believe. So, oh yeah, just to clarify, and maybe I should do this in an extra podcast, it was not David Hasselhoff that brought down the wall. I'm sorry, Hoff, I love you, Knight Rider, Baywatch, looking for freedom, but playing that concert next to the Berlin Wall and singing Looking for Freedom did not bring down the wall. <laughs> or maybe it did. More on David Hasselhoff and Germany in our next podcast. That's a great teaser. All right, that's it for this week. Um, Day of German unity. I hope you celebrate it. I hope you know why we are celebrating. Next time, David Hasselhoff in Germany. <laughs> Until then, take care, stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon. Uh, if you want to know anything before I sign off, if you want to know anything about Germany, right, follow this podcast on social media at funkitpod or send an email funkitpod at gmail.com. I shall get back to your uh, questions and maybe put them on here on the pod and answer them on the podcast. All right, now signing off. Thanks a lot. Take care. Celebrate German unity. Celebrate your own unity. Be happy that you're one people where you are. Until then, take care. Stay safe. Servus. Servus.